Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Nine oh six morning mayhem. Great to have Joe Klein in the studio. Pat Bradley in the studio. Had her from Justin Morse. So that means his voice must not be cleared by the doctor to be on with us. Come on, Justin Moore. I know, I know. you got to fight through That's injury. Weak. I know, it's That's weak. So weak. you got three athletes here with pain and pain right now. <laughs> That's right. Let's go to the uh, Hodges Glass, Little Rock Glass hotline and talk to a guy that could probably run for governor right now and win easily, Eric Musselman, head coach of the Razorbacks. Good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm doing great, David. It's good to join you. RJ, Pat, and Joe, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, you, Thanks, know, coach. you know, Justin was supposed to, uh, he really wanted to be on here, but he's got a concert tonight, Justin Moore does, in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, he's, he's talking like this. <laughs> so I thought he might be able to join you because I know how passionate he is about basketball, but I thought, my goodness, to have Pat guest hosting with us today and J- Joe Klein, which we always have on Thursday. We haven't talked to you in a while. Of course, next week, I, I think hey, it's hey, next. Hey, David, David, yeah. David, I don't mean to interrupt, but. <laughs> Justin might be the only guy shorter than me. Oh, no. You better watch out. You better watch out, Eric. Those are fighting words. Listen, we had we had Justin take on Pat in a uh, in a game of uh, horse last uh, two weeks ago, and Pat had two missing teeth, and it was he was high on hydrocodone, but he, he still uh, he still beat uh, Justin. He made about ninety percent of his shots. I was going to tell you too. I want to talk about before we get you off the air. Uh, next week, uh, I'm going to be emceeing an event. It's the 2022 Leader of the Year, honoring your wife, Danielle. So I want to oh, talk wow. about that a little bit later. But first, we just wanted to call and say congratulations, Coach, on what a magnificent season. Uh, you, you've paid your dues in so many ways for so long. Uh, it's It's got to be so fulfilling. I see the excitement on your face to see the level of success you're having uh, with the Razorbacks and the fan base and the national attention the program's getting. No, David, it's been it's been so fun. I mean, we've had you know three great years, and to think in year one, you know, the opportunity to potentially play in an NCAA tournament was you know not there because of of the COVID shutdown. And guys like Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe, those guys truly believed after we had won that game one in the SEC tournament. I mean, they thought we were going to keep advancing. That that's the belief. Uh, that our team had at that particular juncture, and then to have two elite eights. I mean, what people don't understand is it's it's hard to make the NCAA tournament. And then it becomes really difficult to win a game in the NCAA mm. tournament. And we've had two really special groups the last two years that had great toughness. And, I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing when you sit back and you think, I think we were in the 300s shooting the ball from, you know, from beyond the three-point arc. And, and you don't advance, you know, in conference play or you don't advance in NCAA tournaments usually without great shooting. And, and because of the toughness and the defensive ability, um, you know, our team has been able to overcome some deficiencies. And every team's got deficiencies. But certainly I would love the shooting of, of PD uh, <laughs> out on the perimeter. That would really help us. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you might have to get an adjusted uh, uniform, Coach. As they said, there wasn't enough 
enough balls to go around for one PB. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that actually kind of transitioned into my question, Coach. Three McDonald's All-Americans, uh, arguably the most talented class coming in, although I throw my 96 recruiting class in there. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. How do you preach that team success when you have – when you're bringing in – such individual talent, and you know what their goal is. All of our goals playing was NBA. But how do you keep them – like, what's your pitch, and, and how do you keep them on that page of team success is going to ultimately bring you more success? Well, I think it's really important, Pat, that you try to understand, like, who they are as people and, and, and do their short-term and long-term goals align with what you as a program see. And, look, Nick Smith – Junior is one of the most competitive people uh, ever. I mean, he is sending – last night at 11.15, I got a text message about how Tennessee plays the pick and roll and how are we going to adjust when they trap the pick and roll. That's from a high school senior who has not stepped foot on a college campus. Um, you know the kind of videos I was sending last night at 11.15 p.m.? They were, they were pick and roll. That's amazing, though. That's remarkable. No, it but is. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's Joe Klein's getting me all riled up over here. Go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry. It, it, it really is. And then, you know, so we, we know what Nick's competitive nature is. We know his will to win. And then you move to a guy like Anthony Black. And you're going to see one of the most unselfish players that uh, we've seen in the Razorback uniform. He loves to make the people around him better. At, at his size, six foot seven, uh, to be able to uh, facilitate, uh, can play multiple positions, can guard multiple positions. Uh, and his personality uh, and Nick, those two guys of late have really formed a strong bond. And then Jordan Walsh, uh, I call him a violent defender. He, he, he's a guy who gets loose balls. Uh, he can rebound. He can really, really run the floor. Uh, a guy that can probably guard five positions if need be. Uh, so I, those three guys, and Nick and Jordan, uh, those guys early on had developed a relationship. So, so those three guys, really important, again, that, that they blend and mix and their games complement one another became really important. Um, but we're going to really need guys like Devo Davis to, to be leaders with this team. And from day one here, we're about three weeks away uh, from getting together for the first time. And, and, and somebody like Devo is going to really have to set the tone for what our expectations are uh, in practice and then for what expectations are um, from a player development standpoint as well. So uh, we can't wait. We've, we've, we've had a little bit of a break here, um, but we're about to crank it back up and, and a lot of new faces. So we got a lot of chemistry on the court, off the court stuff that, that I'm really looking forward to doing with this new group. Hey, Coach, this is Joe. Uh, again, congrats. Uh, loved sending you uh Crazy uh, text messages after <laughs> you beat the hell out of Auburn at eleven fifteen p.m. <laughs> yeah, my I went, when 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 their ass beat Auburn, it wasn't about the pick and roll. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but but uh, I just wanted to ask you two things. Uh, first of all, kind of the process that Jay Will's going through, and then second of all, I was reading uh, 
that the coaches were kind of getting together or, or talking about trying to put a timetable on the portal. Uh, you know, I, 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 there was some kind of discussion. I don't know if that's at the opening stages or if that's something that that's going to be coming down the pike where there's kind of a, a timetable uh, for the portal. If, if you could answer those, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I think, uh, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. I think from the, from the portal question, I think there's two dilemmas. You know, there's, there's the football aspect, and then there's the basketball aspect. Um, I know for me, uh, and, and I have brought it up several times, I don't know if anybody's listening, but I actually wish the portal was – what happens in college basketball is you're in the NCAA tournament and teams are eliminated. So players are going in the portal. So now it's your most important time of the year if you're in the NCAA tournament to focus on that. Well, what happens is if you don't also have some focus on the portal, you're going to get left behind on those guys that that early entries into the portal. And so I found myself as a head coach, along with our assistant coaches, making phone calls the night before an Elite Eight while you're also trying to game plan and scheme, how do you beat Baylor? Uh, you know, how do you beat a team, but yet still do zooms because there's quality, high-level talent in the portal early? And then the other aspect, which I, I, I'm baffled at, at how this is, it does not come up more, and this is coming from a coach who is relatively new to the college game and has been – most of my life at the professional level. What about the academic aspect? So I wish that for at least men's basketball, you could not go in the portal until after the second semester. So in other words, you finish the college basketball season, you have a month then or a month and a half to, to get academically caught up because obviously with travel, sometimes you can fall behind academically. You focus on your academics then the semester ends. Now you go in the portal when all teams are done playing, where the coaching staff have, ha- have been able to assess their roster. Uh, I just think that makes sense rather than all these guys going in the portal. And, and what's happened is the players overreact. Mm. All of us feel a certain way right when a season ends. And we all feel a completely different way a month later. That's with everything in life. And so sometimes taking a deep breath and focusing on, on truly what is important, which is the academic piece to this whole thing, and, and then the other piece, making the right lifetime decision, um, you, you, that's just kind of how I feel about the portal. And then, Joe, the second question about uh, Jalen Williams, you know, he's in the NBA draft. Uh, so he's not on our roster. He, you know, in order for... Right now, if things played out the way they are, Jalen Williams will be in the NBA draft. He has to make a decision or a move to get out of it. So, you know, right now, he's solely focused on the NBA process. Um, And so that's where, you know, Jalen is. And then every player, uh, every family has a different way uh, that they approach this process. You know, Mason Jones is, uh, was different than Isaiah Jones, and Isaiah Jones is different than Jalen Williams. They all have a different way. Uh, Moses Moody's was different. And it's, it's based on, 
maybe where they're projected. And then obviously there's decisions uh, with, with agents. And, um, you know, Jalen uh, is training, uh, you know, outside of Arkansas. He's, he's down in Miami. Um, and so we a little bit distanced right now from uh, anything other than the fact that he is totally focused on this NBA process, uh, which if you're going to try to put yourself in the best position at the NBA level, that's what you have to do. So um, we, we're supportive in any way that, that we can be supportive. Uh, but from a communication standpoint right now, uh, you know, Jalen is totally focused uh, on the NBA process. Well, Coach, you know, I hope he's listening because his mother had such a good time at Razorback Games. I mean, what is she going to do? He's got to come back. Unfinished business. Uh, Coach, you mentioned the emotions, and one thing that always stands out to you, and I get Razorback fans talk about all the time, is your emotions, your passion. I know it comes from your father. And I was talking to a good friend of mine, Scooney Penn. He He played for you in an NBA Summer League team. And one of the great stories I heard is... And how can you clarify this First or explain? First of all, Moss, I have to say this. Who hadn't played for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm That's sorry. True. I'm sorry. It's too easy. That's I'm true. sorry. No, hey, hey, Pat, Pat, I want to hear the end of the story, but i got to tell you guys, this, this happened twice in the period this year, right? and it happened three times last year when we started going down the path, either an assistant coach or myself with a player, and then we found out that I had actually cut the guy. In the minor leagues. We have not gotten a player stunned that I cut. I promise you that. There's been some, there's been some good ones. Terry Black's here and uh, Landers Nolly. I can go on and on. <laughs> That is great. Coach, so the story is, and Razorback fans can understand this, your passion. So you jump up during the game, and you yell, and your tooth pops out <laughs> because you yelled so hard. Did it pop out onto the court? Is Scooney telling this story correctly? Scooney's telling that the story is actually the Boston Shaw Summer League. Um, and, you know, I was a young coach. We went 8-0 in that Summer League. At that point, we played. Uh, much more than the five games that, that, that now kind of happened at the Vegas Summer League. And, and that was a really, really competitive uh, Summer League. But I had gotten my front tooth knocked out the year before when I was an assistant coach in Orlando. Ah, ah. And I hadn't, I hadn't gotten it permanently hit back in. I actually <laughs> tried to take a charge on a guy named Leron Crawford. And he oh, yeah. tripped Maryland, right yeah. before I was able to take the charge. And his head went into my tooth. It got you know broken off in half, but yes, Scooney's telling the truth. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys a great story about that team. We had three first-round picks: Deion Glover, Cal Bowdler, uh, and and uh, Johnson, who had played at Cincinnati. Uh, one was like the seventh pick, one was like the fifteenth, and one might have been the eighteenth pick. And our general manager Pete Babcock was overseas scouting, and so he would call me after every game and ask, you know, hey, how are the three? first round picks doing and i'm like ah they're not very good man and he's like hey these are our first round picks you got to play them and i go no we got this guy named udonis haslam Mm, and 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 he he was a non-drafted player he was by far our best player on summer league 
you know, and, and I just remember Pete Babcock saying, hey, you got to play those three first-rounders. I keep looking at the stat sheet, and you're playing Udonis Haslam 47 minutes out of a 48-minute game. <laughs> he was a great one. He now, fit in. 18, 18 years later, or whatever it is, 20 years later, Haslam's still in the yeah, NBA. Still he's a cor- <laughs> yeah, he's a cornerstone of the Heat. Yeah. Coach, well, you know I, I got two teeth missing because I took an elbow – uh, in the face as a Razorback and uh, just getting replaced now. All these years and, later, uh, he's just yeah. not getting it fixed, Amos. Um, uh, just getting that? it fixed. They just popped out eating chicken, broccoli, ziti. But, you know, I mean, Basil's, is, Basil's got That's his two, bad I've shoulder. Had two, I've had two shoulder replacements. Big Joe Klein, his big knees, they're hurting every day. So we're wondering, is there a, a U of A old injury athlete <laughs> fund that we can dip in to get everything fixed? That There's we not can... enough money. <laughs> <laughs> They can throw me in there too. I'm, I've been lifting weights the last half hour with one arm, so I'll go right into that. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the club, coach. Hey, hey coach, real quick. Uh, you know, this past year you had guys come to you and say, "Coach, I think I want to go to the NBA draft." What was the conversation like when Trey Wade came to you and said, "Coach, I want to go to the NFL draft"? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was pretty cool. I had I had a player in Nevada by the name of Jordan Caroline. Um, and that's kind of where this NBA or NFL stuff started. Uh, I had about 20 teams in the NFL uh, want Jordan Caroline to try out for him, and he was a very similar build uh, to Trey Wade. Jordan's father was Simeon Rice, who was an NFL mm, all-pro yeah. player, yeah. Uh, and Jordan Caroline's father was J.C. Caroline, who played for the Cleveland Browns for many years. Uh, I could not, we couldn't get Jordan Caroline uh, to get rid of the basketball bug. He He's currently playing over in Italy, making a lot of money. However, uh, one of my buddies, uh, Adam Ingroff, is a, is, a, is a lead scout for the Miami Dolphins. He actually worked for me uh, in the minor leagues in West Palm Beach, Florida. And Adam uh, is going to get Jordan Caroline to fly back from overseas. He's going to try out for the Dolphins. And Trey Wade uh, tried out. Uh, he had a, a, a tryout with the Atlanta Falcons, and then obviously now. Uh, we'll be going to Arizona uh, on a tryout. But it, it was really interesting. You know, you always want with a player to kind of understand who he is and where he is in his career. And it's so refreshing to have a player, you know, be logical. And, and Trey would love to keep playing basketball at somewhere, somewhere in the world. But he, he also is really, really excited about this new process. And, and, the, and the football staff for, for the University of Arkansas has been great. I mean, they've, they've let him use cleats, and, and they're teaching him over there. And, <laughs> and it's been really, really cool to see. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. See, obviously, two completely different sports, but it is fascinating. He'll, he'll dominate football. Is oh, shut up, Joe. A, well, a, I mean, here's, a, but here's the thing. He's a, he's a basketball athlete. We have athletes in basketball. But, we don't I mean, have these. Here's the thing. <laughs> Muss, aren't you uh, aren't you used to taking a hit from Trey, Trey Wade? Isn't that <laughs> right? like why your, uh, your shoulder got messed up? I mean, it's so weird, too, because, like, yeah, I, I walked into a, a closeout drill. I wasn't happy. Uh, with the technique and the intensity. So I'm walking across the drill. Trey was in midair. Uh, he lands on my left shoulder, and then as I'm falling, he grabs my left arm. We don't know how the rotator cuff was torn, but it was completely torn. So I have taken a big hit. <laughs> the thing is, so I'm, like, walking around with the torn rotator cuff. I got my arm in a sling, 
And my wife says to me about two months in, she goes, hey, does Trey Wade feel bad about, <laughs> you know, and I said, you know what, come to think of it, I think he's only asked me one time how I truly feel. <laughs> well, to my understanding, that's back when you guys were struggling a little bit when that happened, and uh, you probably were riding them hard. I don't think it was a very good idea to step into that trail. <laughs> yeah, that happened early December. Yeah, that, that wasn't after- smart, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked. It worked. Well, the funny thing is, uh, internally, I came in one day and I said, hey, we're going to start Trey Wade, um, you know, at, at, at the power forward spot, and we're going to move Stan Amude from the four to the three, and we're going to move Adishi Tony from the small forward to the off guard. And Adishi had played the three or the small forward slash power forward spot for us up until that point of the year. It was a huge gamble. Um, it ended up paying off for us because – what Trey did is, is he gave us a guy that didn't need the basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was perfectly content to set screens. He was perfectly content to be assigned the toughest uh, guy up front. You know, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's now pursuing football that did an absolutely incredible job on Chet Holmgren, who's probably going to be either the first, second, or third pick. And then the next night, the same or the next game, the same player was assigned. Uh, to Bonchero, who is arguably either going to be the first, second, or third pick. And Trey Wade also was assigned Jabari Smith. So if you think about that, Trey Wade guarded all three players right. who would be chosen one, two, and three in this NBA draft. Yeah, that's pretty, wow. that's pretty darn that's pretty solid. Cool. That's pretty impressive. Coach, before we let you go, too, you know, your, your career, you're about the same age as Joe Klein and myself. Joe and I were at Fayetteville the same time, so we're all around the same age. And your career is so fascinating. All the different stops, you know, head coach in the NBA, the, the, the Florida Beach Dogs, you know, your dad's relationship, you've coached in college. Uh, but I don't think if, you know, after looking at your, if you look at your career, there, you've had, the kind of buzz that you have right now. I mean, everybody's talking about you. You know, you're selling out arenas. You've got the most interaction of any coach in America on social media. Every rapper and singer comes into town, wants to meet you. I mean, it's 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 got to be great, you know, being Eric Musselman right now. I mean, you've certainly paid your dues. You've worked your butt off. You don't have to prove anything to anybody at this point in your career. But it's got to feel great to see what's happening with you and, and your family and your wife. It's got to be good times to be Eric Musselman. Well, David, it's, it's, I think part of the reason that you see, you know, such celebration and, and enthusiasm, like I really appreciate, you know, when you get fired, you have a completely different perspective on the profession. And, and I saw my dad get fired. I mean, I can remember driving to school uh, with my girlfriend at the time when I was in 10th grade and the radio was on and they said Bill Musselman has been fired by the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I asked my girlfriend to pull off to the side of the road. I was about two miles away from school. I told her she could drive to Brexville High School. I was going to walk. And I walked for two miles completely and utterly bawling. Mm. Um, you know, that my dad had just been fired. So when you get fired then, obviously I've been fired by the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors. And then I had to go the, you know, the G League route uh, to see if I could get another head NBA job. Uh, spent time coaching in Venezuela, Dominican Republic, and then spent three years out of coaching so that I could be a dad to my two sons. And I, I don't regret that at all, but it was in the prime of, 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 of what a coach 
you look and say, all right, what's the prime of a college coach or an NBA coach? Well, in the very three prime years, you know, I elected to, to stay at home and, and, and to be a dad, but there's nobody, and I mean nobody, in college basketball that appreciates the job that I have um, and, and understands uh, how lucky we are to do something that we truly love to do. Well, uh, not only you, it's your wife. Obviously, I wanted to mention that before we let you go. Uh, your wife, Danielle, is being honored by the uh, Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas next week as the 2022 Leader of the Year. That's uh, Thursday, May 12th. And I think there might be some tickets available. I'm the MC, so I'll need to find out some 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 backstories that I might be able to share. She's she's fantastic, too. It's been a fun ride, Coach, with you and your family and the team. And uh, every time we turn around, you know, number one recruiting, top recruiting class, most fans ever – most social interaction. It's been nothing but a great ride, and, and obviously we hope that continues. We appreciate you. Everybody wants you, Coach. We know that. Listen, if you say yes to us, that's a big deal. You got all the national guys get you. And, we appreciate you know, it. Yeah, yeah. We, we appreciate you spending time with us. No, no, I'm so glad. And, and, and when you just rattled off, like, best recruiting class, social media, the person behind it is that leader of the year. It's heading to, 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 to your neck of the woods because Danielle has such an impact. Uh, Recruiting-wise, uh, you know, somebody comes on campus and 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 I, 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 before I get off, sacrifice in a family. My wife is making triple what I was making when I was coaching the Reno Bighorns, which is a, a G League team, uh, and then I went and coached the, the Lakers G League team. She was making three times what I made, wow. and she made a sacrifice for the betterment of the family for me to not go be a head coach, but for me to go. Uh, to Arizona State and LSU to try to learn the college game. I knew what I I knew that I did not know the college game, mm. and for somebody to stop doing what they love, which was a national broadcaster, had been on ESPN, uh, Fox Sports, had done NFL sideline games, had worked Super Bowls, for her to stop and 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 sacrifice a career at I mean you're talking she was in the prime of her career. Uh, to stop doing that and walk away from NFL Network for me to pursue a dream in college sports that we had no idea how it would end or if it would even, you know, lead to a head coaching job. So I just wanted to give her a shout-out. She looks forward uh, to coming up and, and, and getting that award and, and May 12th is a special day for her, for sure. Well, I think Coach, we, we, we should play. We may just play what you just said. Yeah. That may be enough. And she let you out of the pool house. That's good. And you went to an... <laughs> You went to another Elite Eight, so you added another television screen up to the uh, living room now. Maybe you can get three next year in there, Coach. Start your little sports well, bar the, action. Pat, the TVs are for one reason. My wife does not like to watch uh, baseball in the summer, and I'm a diehard San Diego Padre fan, so she can watch her Housewives of New Jersey or whatever. <laughs> on and, and, I, and I can have the Padres rolling up on the top of the screen and maybe the the Dodgers on the other screen. So that, that was the purpose. It really wasn't for basketball. It was so I could get my Padres fixed in the middle of the summer. And, Coach, I, I know uh, we're keeping you a while. I appreciate it. But is was there a talk about, like, the real uh, wives of uh, Arkansas? Of, uh, Northwest Arkansas? <laughs> but I'm saying of, like, the Razorback wives, uh, coaches' Actually, wives. Was there, there something like that? Yeah, yeah, there really was. Actually, that was Danielle's. Uh, she had kind of come up with that idea. Um, I'm not sure who she ran it by. I don't know if it was a hundred euro check or 
or Bo Mattingly. Um, I'm not sure everybody wanted to participate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not. No, when I say not sure, I, there might have been some wives that weren't overly excited. By yeah, it. right. Sure. Right. Sure. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, but but I don't know if it's still in the works. That's a heck of a question. I I kind of overheard it. Uh, and and there is truth to that. Though, I so like however it. you guys. Yeah. Got, no, I, I like it. That'd be a slam dunk. You just need to sell that to the SEC I, network. I'll watch yeah. it. I think they've done some similar things Have like to. that on the network, but. And coach, of course, just for confirmation, again, Razorback fans always ask me: She dresses you, like she picks out the attire, what matches your shoes. Oh, that's all you. Oh, oh. no, no. Well, I mean, if you see the way I dress, I mean, it's like. So if we have an event on campus, Hunter has to text me and tell me, like, "Hey, you can't wear shorts. <laughs> or, you know, you have to wear a polo." So for me, it's like truly dressing up is wearing. Uh, Lumi lemon pants <laughs> and a polo. Like that, <laughs> it's really hard, really hard for me to get in a sports coat. But yes, uh, Danielle will with our polos because we have so many different, you know, polos that we wear in game. She does pick out the matching uh, the shoes, part of it. Yep. The socks, yeah, she does because you know if you grew up on the beach, all you do is you just throw on whatever's on the floor and you roll out of bed and, you, and you're cool for the day. So. I do need a little bit, bit of help fashion-wise. Well, she does a great job of matching you up, Coach. You guys are a great match <laughs> at that. Eric, yeah, Coach, that. Smack, smack that son of mine in the head, Willie K. if you, if you, oh, you, 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 have, hey, you have my permission. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's doing a great job. And, and you know what? Those managers and GAs, like, they don't get enough credit. Those guys are such a big part of, one, bringing energy to practice. You know, you got – 13 players, they walk in some days and they're tired and, and the whole energy level uh, with people, Joe, like your son and, and, and other managers and GAs, like that's, that's such a vital part uh, of our program and winning and, and, and really, you know, you try to bring joy to the game. You want discipline, you want accountability, you want toughness, but you also want joy. And, uh, and, and those managers and GAs, I mean, they're really helping out and, and, and doing the behind-the-scenes stuff because they really, really love the Razorbacks and they and they love to be a part of a group and a team. Well, he loves doing it, and, and that's a testament to you. Thank you. Coach, thanks so much, man. Appreciate the time. Continue. Thanks, we'll take coach. good care of Danielle next week. I, I, thanks, you guys. Appreciate you having me on. Good luck, thanks. Coach. Eric Mossman. That was like you a got po- great material. That, that, was, that was like a podcast right there. <laughs> He's awesome. Hey, hey, is- when he starts reeling through all this stuff, the only thing I can think of is Kevin Bacon. Six degrees yeah. of separation. <laughs> <from Eric Musselman. laughs> That's true. That is true. All right, we'll come back. Uh, it's 935. What an interview with uh, Eric Mossman there. Hey, hey.